KXRN LP. Laguna Niguel, Laguna Beach. Member supported KXFM on 104.7. KXFMRadio.org. This disclaimer is a statement notifying listening audiences that any opinions expressed on our shows are not representative of Laguna Radio Inc., its management, or its board of directors. Hello, this is Craig at KXFM 104.7 Human Crafted Radio. I'm here every Saturday at 9 a.m. with Rainbow Radio, where we discuss the latest news on LGBTQ interests and discuss on this day in history. Every week I have a special guest and we have Interviews again, Rainbow Radio, Craig, every Saturday. Morning, Laguna Beach. Good morning, everyone out there in Radio Land. Everyone who's tuned in on this bright and bright and bright sunny morning here in Laguna Beach. It is going to be 70 degrees today. I am not seeing the Pacific this blue, this deep blue in forever. It is just beautiful. And this week I've talked to people in South Dakota where it was 9 degrees and in Chicago where it was 10 degrees. And we are so spoiled here. It's going to be 70. It's, it is a beach day. Imagine that in January. This is January, right? It's January 22nd, and it's um, it's a summer beach day. I'm, we're so blessed here in Laguna Beach. I, we should keep this a secret, <laughs> a well-kept secret. We love it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so um, welcome to Rainbow Radio, my weekly uh, radio program, and my thanks to Mike Johnson and Chris Tibbet of Compass Realty for supporting our program every week. We love you. We love you. We love you. Um, I had a message from uh, a friend of mine in L.A. this week that he thought would be, well, let me see what he actually said. He had a suggestion, and I I think it is really a good suggestion. He says, hi, honey. (laughs) Have a great show tomorrow. I'll be listening. Tip. He gave me a tip, okay? Have fun with it. We all need an hour to escape. Well, I hope I can provide that hour and everyone can escape a little bit from what might be nagging at them. And if nothing's nagging at them, I can still present a good time. He says, let people understand that love, love is all around and not to waste it. 
with a little big with a big rainbow and a big heart. So that is a shout out to Mario. Thank you, Mario. I I do agree. We we too often forget to say we love one another, and especially especially lately. Oh my goodness me! Oh my! Speaking of loving one another, Alex just tuned in, and he and he's choking on his coffee this morning. How are you, Alex? Doing all right. Um, it is definitely not a beach day here. I'm watching a little snow start to fall. So well, we all have our crosses to bear. You know, I've been warned that I go wax on a little bit too much about how nice it is here in Laguna Beach, especially when you're in a in a location where you don't always get to enjoy fabulous weather. But I can't help it. I think we here in Laguna Beach forget. You know. Well, yeah. Well, we shouldn't. Yeah. We shouldn't forget. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, the 10-day weather forecast is plentiful sunshine, high near 70, winds north to northeast at 15 to 25 miles an hour, winds could occasionally gust to 40 miles an hour, humidity 24%, sunset at 513. The days are still getting longer and they will continue for a while and the weather for this coming week is a Sunday is sunny, Monday is sunny. Tuesday is partly cloudy, then sunny, partly cloudy, partly cloudy, mostly sunny, partly cloudy, mostly cloudy, partly cloudy. That's the week. That's the week ahead. So no surprise, but it, it usually, even on a cloudy day, we usually have a good portion of it that is that is sunny. I had a crazy idea the other day that Laguna Beach should go off the grid on their electricity. What do you think about that, Alex? In the first beach city that does not have that doesn't get its power from the grid. <clears throat> It'd be very e eco-friendly. It would be, everywhere. yeah. Yeah, and the power bill would probably be go way down for the residents. Um, there's there's some benefits to it. Oh yeah, when um, I was still living in Florida, um, it was really a. They were just starting to move some government or some uh, city power to uh, solar energy. Um, they had built a bunch of solar farms in Tallahassee and you like had the option to sign up. I don't know how they like figured it, but you, I said yeah. for my apartment, I want 100% of my power to be, <laughs> uh, from the solar panels. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how they figured it, but. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, Laguna Beach has an issue with the power lines coming through the, one of the major entrances and exits to the city, which is the Canyon Laguna Canyon. Oh yeah. And the power lines uh, follow the, the roadway, and often the roadway, too often, unfortunately, those power poles get struck with a vehicle, and um, and the power lines are, there's a lot of power on them anyway, because it provides the whole city. So mm -hmm. they could virtually eliminate those power lines coming down the canyon if they had, uh, we had our own power source that was solar. Yeah. You'd still have to have some uh I suppose be on the grid on some level, but anyway, that would eliminate a lot. And that that portion of it by itself cost ninety million dollars in a study they recently did. So, how far would if they decided to spend? How far would ninety million dollars go towards uh, solar? I don't know. Would it solve the problem? Hmm? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we need a study. Maybe. What do you think? <laughs> so, you know, a couple thousand dollars for a study, not a big. You know, yeah, half a million dollar study. Just, you know, just thirty five hundred dollars. It could get a good study done, a preliminary one. Anyway, I digress, as they say. It's a beautiful day. We have 
lots of news and lots of things going on. What do we have? Let's see. Um, I uh, I want to start with, we got some new music, and Alex has been so gracious to find new music for me because, you know, I'm getting a little stale here. <laughs> I can't help it. Maybe it's my age, but I like to think I'm forever youthful. How about that? I My greatest fear in life is to wake up one day and realize I'm irrelevant and redundant. <laughs> I So I work at not being that. So Alex is helping me out here. Um, we have uh, Charlie, yeah, Charlie XCX. Is that how you say it? Yes, Charlie Oh, yeah, that one was Charlie XCX, Christine and the Queens, and Caroline Polichuk, I believe. Yeah, but the first one's Charlie. Yes, yeah. You want to... Uh... Yeah, she is an English songwriter, singer and songwriter, um, born in 1992. Oh. <laughs> um, very electronic, um, pop but almost bubblegum popish. Um, she's put out a few albums, um, very influenced by, you know, Spice Girls, Britney Spears, all of those big uh, kind of turn of the turn of the millennium pop icons. Yeah. Yeah. She she's enjoyed that. some success. Yeah. I think I have a little bit of information. Born August 2nd, known professionally as Charlie X. I want to say 10C10, as an English singer uh, and a songwriter born in Cambridge and was raised in uh, Stuart Hill, Essex. She began posting songs on MySpace. I said, there's so much, you know, so many people have been blessed with their career. Their careers have been, uh, I guess, brought, or brought about because of social media, and hers is no exception. In 2008, on MySpace, um, led her to be discovered by a promoter who invited her to perform at a warehouse raves. And in 2010, she signed a recording contract with Asylum Records, releasing a series of singles and mixtapes throughout 2011 and 2012. And here she is in Laguna Beach performing this. Now, she has an LGBTQ connection, or is she just a, a, a very strong fan base in that? Um, yeah, she, I mean, she's a big advocate, um, especially in the UK. She was recently working... Um, uh with some of the uk uh, equality ministers um to ban to work towards banning conversion therapy in the uk so she's a big advocate she works with a lot of lgbtq artists um i think she did a bunch of collaborations with um kim petrus uh who was a trans pop star um okay well well let's Let's give it a fair listen here. If I can get it up, I, you know. Also, I'm looking at her biography right now. This is something kind of interesting. She experiences sound to color synesthesia. Do you know what that is? A synesthesia is, is, a, is that like a seizure when you look at colors or no? No, it is something in your brain that gets kind of your senses crossed. So when she hears music, she sees music in colors and shapes and, um, uh, geometric patterns um but yes yeah, so sound okay. to color synesthesia is specifically you hear music you hear sounds and you can like see colors associated with those kind of sounds so she's uh 
she is an Apple computer. She's not a PC. <laughs> right. Because right. Um, honestly, there is something to that because Apple computers are image-based uh, uh, logic and PCs are uh, text-based logic. And uh, there's a big difference. So she sees everything in, in images. And uh, there's a lot of studies done on that. Yeah. Yeah. So she yeah. only writes music that to her looks pink, purple, or red. Any other colors of music she doesn't like. So oh, my. <laughs> not really interesting. Well, you just couple... had a whole new color to all this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can uh, make it work here. What you
Oh, that's interesting words. What you want, I ain't got it. Sometimes, sometimes in a relationship, uh, uh, some people want to change you, and that's a good response. <laughs> Don't love me for what you want me to be. Love me for who I am, because if that's the case, what you want, I ain't got it. <laughs> well, that's great. Now, now, if you were asleep this morning and you heard that just now, you should be wide awake on Saturday morning here at Rainbow Radio, right, Alex? <laughs> right. One of the lines I really like, um, all night, all day, we can fall in love in new shapes, new ways. Um, oh. Poetic. That's very poetic. And I do yeah, think love, so. uh, a good, a strong relationship does transform as it as it grows and morphs into different dimensions. And yeah. it's a healthy part of, of a good, healthy love relationship. But what do I know? I'm single. <laughs> uh, not for long, though. I'm, I'm, I'm going to work on that. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm going uh, to hop around a little because maybe variety is the spice of life. I'm going to toss in a little news item here I found. I found a little interesting, okay? This comes... Um, from Russia, <laughs> from Russia with love. Oh, the Brotherhood of Bears, how about that, flourishes despite Russia's anti-LGBTQ agenda. Mmm, this sounds juicy. In St. Petersburg, if you don't know Club Malavish existed, <laughs> you would never find it. There are no signs, windows, grand entrances, or bouncers at the back of a defunct industrial complex housing its long, black, neon-lit bar and dance floor. The location is a perfect hideaway for St. Petersburg's secretive Bearsburg Society. Hmm. <laughs> Does this sound interesting? A modern Russian incarnation of a gay subgroup which originally developed in the United States toward the end of the 1970s as a reaction against effeminate stereotypes of queer men. On a Thursday night in November, around 27 men have gathered to dance to watch Dance of the 41, a historical film based on a queer uh, scandal involving cross-dressers of the highest level in the early 20th century uh, Mexican society. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm going to add a commentary. It is a very interesting movie. A bit sad at the end, but it, it's a, quite a... It's a, what, what do they call it when it's a documentary, but it's, uh, it's based on true history, mm -hmm. but it's, um, there's a word for it. But anyway, it, it, it is, uh, it's gut-wrenching and very interesting uh, movie. Anyway, so they gathered to watch the movie, I, I, but I digress. <laughs> As the credits start to roll, the viewers scatter and make way for the highlight of the evening, a boozy session of belting beer karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> which breathes new and deeper voice, li voice in life into the 90s ballad Russian singer Tatina Bulabanova. Oh, wow, Bula Bulanova. It's a party behind an unmarked door in a country that has uh, seen hate crimes against LGBTQ community increase since 2013's introduction of the law banning gay propaganda among minors. Well, I'm glad that the Brotherhood of the Bears is flourishing in Russia, for that. <laughs> despite <laughs> all this other. So, yeah, that was fun, huh? <laughs> yeah. There's a um, there's a bar, a bear bar right around the corner from me. And every no, in Chicago, 
Yeah. How scandalous. I know. Every um, Sunday evening, they do karaoke. Oh, karaoke. Mm, yeah, well, that went, sounds fun. It is. I went last week, and it's just, it's a lot of fun, you know. Uh, did you karaoke? Did you karaoke? I did not. I was, I spent too long trying to find the perfect song. Well, now, and then it was uh, Alex, I got to ask, aren't you, doesn't, isn't music kind of in your background a little bit here? Yes, but singing isn't. I'm, oh, how could you, how could you explore without singing? I don't get that. Oh, I mean, I, I can't, Can I, I, don't, I don't sing well. I, I sing a lot oh. and I have a good time doing it, but not. Oh, you're, not you're, well. you're just too harsh of a critic of your own self, uh, <laughs> you know, until you get out there. It's like when, when, uh, when you do art and you first step forward, the first time you do it, you have, you have lots of apprehension because you're allowing others to judge you. You're allowing others to see your creativity and your naked self on some level and with art. But once you do it the first time, you think, well, I'm, this is my experience, okay? Remember the first time I went to a nude beach? Yes, I went to a nude beach, okay? <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> and I had lots of apprehension. It was in Hawaii, if you're curious to know. And... I, I thought, oh, I, this, this isn't, this is, I, I, I got to experience it. You know, life's short, experience as much as you can. So I got there and after about maybe three, four minutes, I was like, what's the big deal? You know, all of a sudden you, this cathartic, I don't know, emotion comes over you and it's like, oh, what was I worried about? You know, and I think the same thing happens when you do art. Uh, you get past that first method or, or the, maybe it's the first time you entertain on stage and play the clarinet, mm -hmm. you know, and once you feel comfortable with yourself up there and then it becomes, can become thrilling, you know, um, I don't know going to the nude beach ever became thrilling for me. It was interesting and, and I'm glad I did it, <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> Sorry. I am boy. I'm just full of, and I only had one cup of coffee. I tried to make a cup of coffee here at the station. And it, it just overflowed and spit all over me. I'm just, uh -oh. yeah, I, we need a new coffee machine. <laughs> I strongly believe that, you know, if you make art, you're an artist. If you make music, you're a musician. If you, you know, yeah, no matter how quote unquote good or bad you think it might be, if you go through the process of, you know, yeah, to judge. Or another. And judgment is the vice of small man after all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a couple of projects I'm working on, one for LA and one for here in Laguna Beach. Hopefully they come to fruition. I've been working on the concept now for about eight years and it's called the door art project. And the metaphor is uh, windows are great. You can look through windows all the time. You can look at computers, which are kind of like windows, but doors are better because you can step through the door and participate and be in the be real in the reality. So that's the metaphor, and it's door art, which means step through the door and be be the solution. Um, like we've talked about prior on prior shows, uh, uh, be the difference. So it's called door art, and what we do is we buy twelve doors that are hollow core doors from. Home Depot or Lowe's, no preference, doesn't matter. And they're 80 inches by 36. Uh, so you put them landscape, uh, which would be 36 tall, 80 inches wide. 
and and all the doors are flat like canvas you wouldn't know that they were not a canvas unless you look closely uh in if they were on a wall um and they're lightweight which is really nice and they're um, prepped primed for acrylic paint so they're great and they're very affordable and so then you go out and you find the artists and I, this is where it gets interesting i think alex is that the artists you you try to get a good sample, cross sample of humanity. I think if we got um, maybe someone with some personal challenges in their life that where they're not, their functioning level may be part of it. A homeless person, maybe a two, a, I don't want to say homeless anymore, a, a person without a house. You know, I hate to say that anyone, and maybe you get the mayor. Maybe you get a dentist, maybe you get a uh, food service person, but you get, try to get a good sample, a mother of 10 children. <laughs> you get uh, a, a priest. I don't know. You get, you get a sample of 12 people and then you give them, they have two hours and some tools to create some art. And you hope they have some brilliant, brilliant, really cool results. And, uh, and you document it, you photograph them, you get a short statement about them. And at the end of the event, you can actually auction off the art for, for charity. The charity that I want to auction off for LA, it's a big issue up there for the governor, as well as the mayor, as well as the nation. It's got a, a really high uh, visibility and that's for the people without homes, without houses. So if, if the mayor went there and participated in this, that say this is, you know, the money is going to help uh, the people that are displaced. And I, I honestly feel they're displaced. We're, we're dealing with, I honestly feel they're displaced because uh, it's the, ec the economy is not, is kind of messed up. Uh, there's no middle class like there was. And uh, to have a living wage, it takes two people to work, and uh, they work into retirement, and often kids have to stay at home longer, and there's a lot of dynamics to it that there's not a very wealthy, strong middle class, I think, like perhaps there was in the 60s, where everyone bought a home and had two cars, and and only one person was really working, and the other person was the, ho the homemaker. Uh, it certainly has changed. Um, now it's almost a prerequisite that both parents are working and uh, just, just to survive. And homes are often out of reach for young adults. So things have changed a lot. So, But that doesn't mean there's not a need to address what's going on in L.A. And when you see what's going on, it's really um, heart gut-wrenching. So anyway, this door art project I want to do up in L.A., I'd love to do it at the Pacific Design Center, which is a beautiful building architecturally in West Hollywood, West Hollywood, Daytown. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's a project I'm working on. I don't know how I got off on that, but, uh, you know, I guess it's about love and humanity. And uh, I've solicited a few people to be involved in it. And we're getting a grant writer together to try and get it, hopefully get it funded. Um so you may hear more about it. Hopefully, that's not a, an advertisement. It's all for nonprofits. It's all five hundred one c threes. It's all um, all legitimate all legitimate stuff out there. So we're we're pleased about that. Um, 
what's our other artist? Um, well, did well I... let's see who I have queued up. How about that? Yes, and then I'll. I have uh, Kalani. Kalani. Okay, yes. How can you tell me about her? Give me one second to pull up. She is a bit more of a recent artist. Okay. Born in 1995 in Oakland, California. So, oh, a native are, California. Uh, from your neck of the woods. Um, identifies as non binary. Um, was training to be a, a, a dancer. They wanted to go to Juilliard for ballet, but had a knee injury in high school and had to um, kind of pivot. And that was when they began releasing and making music. Um, so that provoked her into a different path. Yes. Which sounds like a good path. Mm -hmm. They are um, uh, Native American, Filipino, and Mexican. And they're... Uh, background and heritage plays a big role in the music they create um so it's a group we say they no she will kaylani uh is one singular person but they identify as non-binary oh so it's a they yes those are uh kaylani's pronouns okay i get it sometimes you know <laughs> are you ready i am yes she's very or they're very uh bit relaxed almost lo-fi kind of music so kind of flip a switch from the last song okay i hope i have it queued up properly here let's see i do how about that here we go hang on folks
Kehlani, um, we actually have two more, uh, one more artist, well, actually two on the same track coming up, but I'm going to shift gears again and mix it up a little bit here. And now, folks, it's news that's only news to be fit to be heard on KXFM 104.7. Craig here with On This Day in History, starting with January 22nd. Yes. Uh, then we'll go back to the other one. I had to get my new. I have to get mix it up a little variety. Right, get in a little bit of news. Yeah. So we'll go on this day in history and and rehash the history, as as they say. In 1973, the U.S. Supreme Court decides that Roe versus Wade legalizing abortion in the United States. Norma Leah McCorvey, also known as Jane Roe, wrote her of her sexual orientation in. Her 1994 autobiography, I Am Roe. A few years later, she claimed that she has converted to Christianity and no longer a lesbian. Mm. That's interesting. I didn't know you could just no longer be a lesbian. <laughs> uh, uh, moving right along to January 23rd. In 1978, a New York City Mayor Ed Koch issues an executive order number 50, which forbid discrimination against gay men and lesbians in municipal government. Municipal government. How about that? Back to uh, 1978. That's a few years back. And, and prior to 1978, on January 24th, uh, in 1975, Norman Lear's TV adaptation, adaptation of Lanford Wilson, Wilson's Hot Eye Baltimore premieres on ABC. Though it features a diverse cast of characters, including two gay men and a latent lesbian, it lasts only five months. I never heard of that. Me either. Hmm. What's 75? You have an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> In 1983, noted gay director George Cooper dies at the age of 83 in Los Angeles. And he's, he is a familiar name, definitely. In uh, January 25, on this day in history, in 2005, Alameda County, which is up in the San Francisco Bay Area, if you didn't know, California's Board of Supervisors votes 4-0 to zero to prohibit discrimination in public sector employment. 
service facil and facilities based on gender identity. Hmm, that's pretty progressive. Yeah. Hmm. Moving on to January 26th, there was a publication called Look Magazine. There was Look and Life. They were the two big publications. Now we got People and what's the other one? It's like People. But actually, Look and Life were a little more intellectual than People and uh, anyway, I digress. And 1971 Look Magazine includes a gay couple from Minnesota. <laughs> oh, my. Jack Baker and Mike McConnell. As part of the week's cover article on the American family, Baker and McConnell are also noteworthy as they are the first same-sex couples in the U.S. to be granted a marriage license. Mm. Really? In 71? Huh. I don't know. I thought the first license with Governor Mayor Newsom, Mayor Gavin Newsom of San Francisco was the. All right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, in January 27th, in 1972, the New York City Council votes, uh, oh, vetoes a proposed gay rights ordin ordinance that would have prohibited discrimination against gay men and lesbians in employment, housing, and public accommodations. Well, of course they vetoed it. It was 72. Right. Yeah. Well, at least someone introduced it. <laughs> That's some progress. Right. Step in the right we direction. Have to, <laughs> we have to give it that. And the last item on this day in history. In 1985, People Magazine begins picking its annual Sexiest Man Alive. And that's still going on. And, it is. And it's, it's fun. <laughs> Sometimes I don't agree with it, but you know it's fun, and there's, yeah. they usually show the runners up that are that are really cool. Now the next artist we have is, one is uh, Sir has been has been um, by the Queen of England has become. What do they do when they make you a Sir? They knight oh, you when they yeah, yeah, Sir Elton John. Right, Sir Elton John and Rina Sawayama. Yeah, so tell us about that. Do you know anything about that, those two? I do. I love Rina Sawayama. She is uh, Japanese-born, raised in England. Um, this is from her first full studio album, um, which came out, I think, in 2019, uh, maybe early 2020. Um, it's... Uh, what am I trying to say? She's very like bubblegum pop as well. Very electronic, some rock hits or like rock influences. Um, but this is a song from her album called Chosen Family, which I think is. Oh, I love that part. An uh, appropriate song. I think she identifies as queer, I think bisexual. Yes, she identifies as bisexual and pansexual. Um, so she released this song originally and then Elton John came and wanted to, you know, be featured on it as well. And one thing that I've really loved um, about Elton John and kind of this new, I guess, stage of his career where he's not really doing his own music is he's partnering up with all of these young queer musicians to give them, you know, the notoriety of uh, having him on a track with them you know he's really yeah, support him enter them yeah support look up the next generation of queer artists um which i love so yeah i always liked him and, and they, that movie a recent movie um 
uh, about Elton John, the documentary. Oh, yeah. Rocket Man, they, I think it was called, yeah. What do they call them when they're documentaries, but they're acted out? There's a word oh, for Oh, uh, I can't remember. But that was like, that one was, I think, like heavily... Um, Augmented. I think so, yes. Uh, but he did, he did, wasn't really out at the get-go. No, no. No. And uh, like um, George Michael, neither. Right. Uh, and, it was, uh, and Freddie Mercury, they all were kind of, well, maybe their managers were more, had more influence than themselves. But anyway, times have changed. Yeah. Are you ready for this? I am. Let's hear it. All right. So she is actually a brand new artist to me as of yesterday, I think. I was listening to um, Spotify. I love the uh, pl the playlists that Spotify will curate for you based on your listening, um, your listening patterns and habits. And this love song that she wrote called Greens came up on one of my playlists and I just fell in love with it. Um, she's from DC. She's a songwriter and filmmaker. Um, you have a, do you have a powerful record of selecting hit songs in the past? <laughs> oh, you probably do. Probably everyone you've ever picked. But I digress. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Maybe that's the, uh, the, 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 the key to, uh, to prominence. Yeah, um, you heard it here first on KXFM with, with Alex. <laughs> um, she is, all of her music is self-produced, self-written. Um, and she makes a very, like, clear distinction that she makes queer pop music. Like, that's the genre that she creates in. Oh, wow. To give it that uh, specificity and that kind of um, influence. So oh, she's, she's put out a few. Mm -hmm. She's put out a few. She's another one who started on YouTube. Um, so. So I do think social media has a way of balancing things out and, and presenting opportunities that those that may never have had. Uh, well, they've had a difficult time having an opportunity. So without any further ado, shall we listen to? We oh. shall. I think it's one of the cutest songs I've heard in a long time. So I hope that you enjoy it as well. Fabulous. Hold on here. One, two, three, four. I got the green 
Let's go and play with dirt. Let's go and save the earth. Ooh, this love is so alive, 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 alive. Tomatoes big and full. Big and full, baby. My basil grows like a weed. Grows like weed, honey. Got sage and I got thyme. The sun makes you look so fine. It's a girl That's my new favorite new artist as well, Alex, uh, B. Steadwell. Um, we're a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm going to give you the best greens in my garden. There's like no bigger sign of love to me than, you know, sharing food or sharing something you grew, you know. Yeah. Well, well hopefully um, we have been instrumental in, in pushing her career forward, uh, sharing her music this morning. <laughs> Um, I it's we're at the end of our hour and I've got to turn the studio over to the uh, to Ada May who I don't know if she's here yet <laughs> she's supposed to be here any minute anyway yeah she's supposed to be here any minute I hope she's here any minute um, and uh, I just want to say again uh, go uh, circle back to my friend Mario's message um, Love is all around and not waste it today. It is a beautiful day here, and hopefully it's a beautiful day where you are. Uh, have fun, and I hope you enjoyed this hour of escaping with Alex and I. 
as we work very hard. I want to particularly thank Alex for putting this together. Uh, he's a little under the weather this morning and said he wasn't operating on all eight cylinders, probably two and a half, but I wouldn't have known. I mean, he's so dynamic. He, he pulled it off and, and did a great job. And thank you so very much. Well, thank you. It's yeah. a lovely way to start my Saturday. <laughs> so get up and brace the day, uh, shake the, the Friday night uh, escapades off and uh, as always, uh, Craig here on Rainbow Radio. We'll see you. We'll see you and hear hear you next week on KXFM 104.7. My love to everyone. Be the difference. Make the difference. And step through the door. Don't just look through the window. Thank you. Thank you.